Hello, uh, I say, I'm a random British explorer, and you're listening to the Map Report, a wonderful resource for all sorts of explorers from Great Britain and the Isles. What? Whatever do you mean you're not an explorer? This is outrageous! How dare you listen! <laughs> Let my home back in Omaha See if I can make it out in the world And I got as far as Wichita Suddenly I wasn't sure anymore Lost all my friends in Los Angeles I'm not welcome in New York But I must stop back in Omaha Where the fans, they always crying out for Alright then, if everyone is ready, then once again, welcome to Map Report number 37, July 5th, 2006 Welcome, what's going on? What's up, everybody out there? As always, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we want to make one quick announcement at the beginning of the show, which is we have reached round eight of Podcast Wolves. That's right. Have we really? No. We have reached round eight. No one will ever be able to deny that we are one of the hundred best podcasts in the world. It can never be denied. No matter how long podcasting does or doesn't last, we will forever (laughs) be anointed as one of the hundred best podcasts of all time. I expect, actually, probably tomorrow, a VH1 special on uh, the hundred greatest countdown of podcasts. And we'll be on there. We'll have a little behind the music, behind the map, behind the emu. But uh, meantime, things were not going so well for the emu. Russ's struggle with drugs. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Map report. The early years. <laughs> exactly. It is true. Pretty much. Do you guys understand? It's that's funny when you see those behind the scene deals. It always amazes me that they've got behind the music for these bands that have barely been around for you to know that there was a front of their music to be interested in. You know, it's like a band. that's like we're unplugged. I'm like, were you ever plugged? Were Were you ever like? I never heard of you before. Why Why are you doing a special? Can you explain you? that to me? That whole concept of unplugged MTV unplugged. What does that even mean? Does it's that all mean acoustic. they just use acoustic guitars. Yeah. What's, who cares? What's the difference? Well, because it's all they different music, you know? It's like riff sounds and different. Stick their tongue out, they do like more art garfunkly type stuff. Well, I mean, I Dude, would lay put... off art garfunkle. <laughs> you have banned oh, art garfunkle good. way good. too many times. Bring it on. Thank you for coming way back. Way too many times. Story is back. Right, that ready on. And it's to defend not, art garfunkel. It's not okay. It so you really okay. approve of his career being just trying to resurrect I Simon and Garfunkel songs for 40 Art years Garf- ago? What you guys are the problem is is you guys are uninformed about the issue. Art Garfunkel <laughs> had a great solo career. Okay, it may not have been as known as Paul Simon's solo career, and no one's going to deny that. Art himself wouldn't say, "Hey, I'm better than Paul Simon." Nobody would say that. Okay, he's not trying to be better than Paul Simon. It's fine. But Art had a lot of good solo songs. He has, I have his solo, one. you know, a couple of his solo albums. They're fantastic. But my favorite Art Garfunkel song is actually the key theme in the soundtrack to Watership Down, which is one of the many reasons that I love it. Oh. Called, uh, Bright Eyes. <laughs> so, yeah, it's fantastic. And, uh, you know, I don't care how much you guys laugh and ridicule. He also loves the country of Ghana. Hates the United States. That does sound. It sounds incredibly appropriate for the bunny book that Art Garfunkel would be singing I mean, theme songs to. It. You, you can say whatever you want. 
I am just going to say, Art Garfunkel gets a bad rap from the emu, and I don't approve. <laughs> I don't like it. I mean, My it's part true. Of the Whenever emu I saw him on TV, My all I see him doing now. is Sound of Silence 8,000 times in a row. And if he has other songs, that would change my complete opinion of him. I just thought that all he does is Sound of Silence. He does like a world tour of Sound of Silence because he has no songs yeah. of his own. <laughs> it's Spanish! Yo pope, yo quiero. I think you just wow. said, I want a box. Is that, is that what you said? Well, that's the alternate translation. I, was, I heard the Yokiero at the end. A box uh, I want. Spanish <laughs> translation is a sore subject for me the last couple days. I've Why been that? working feverishly at work to try to get our newsletter, which I started a newsletter for the youth center where I work. And uh, I've been trying to get it translated into Spanish. And we have like five or six Spanish speakers on staff. We have all of these parents who apparently have free time and want to help translate and all of this other stuff. And no one steps up. It wasn't until like some staff's boyfriend came out of nowhere and was like, hey, I have a million things to do at my job, but I have five extra seconds to try to help translate. And we already had a translation. We had a translation from the website, but the website is like, you know, your mom sat on an eggplant, and that somehow means, you know, <laughs> that you should come to the event on Friday. So there's no, there's no good that can come from the pure online translation. You need to get it proofread. But nobody will do it. Nobody will step up and do the work. And this guy, I spent all day waiting for this guy. We were trying to get it out by the end of the day. Spent all day waiting for him, and then he only did half of it. And he was like, sorry it took me so long. Here it is, da, da, da. And I'm like, where's the other half? God damn it. He left no, out. He, he just said your mom happen. sat on, and he left happen. out the eggplant part. Right. Exactly. So I might take, you know, I want a box sung by Hart Garfunkel <laughs> at this point. I might just throw anything at them. It's like here. He'd probably do it at this point in his career. We'll translate the MEP report. Feed it through an audio translator or something. I was actually Dude, looking at totally that. We should totally do that. We should get the MEP report translated. Yeah. They have that, you know. They Available have uh, in the ESP. That's right. Well, they've got podcast. Hit the ESP um, button on your computer. I know. Brought to you <laughs> by. Deporte, deporte. The SAP. Buenas noches, amigos. Can I ask a question? Aren't people who watch the Spanish ESPN afraid that they're watching, like, the INS channel because it's called Deportes? Could there not be a more unfortunate term for illegal immigrants to watch their sports on ESPN Deportes? ESPN Deportes, right now! That's really tremendous. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. I wonder why it is. I noticed this when I was in, uh, I was the other day, Clea and I were doing our laundry, and they were showing the World Cup semifinal between Italy and Germany, and it was on a Spanish channel. So you've got, and what I noticed is, I had noticed this before, but Spanish commentators are much more excited about everything than American commentators. Have you noticed this? Like I, I saw, I was, I was, you know, putting something into the wash, and I hear in the background, you know, I turn around, and the guy had like gotten knocked to the ground. Like it wasn't a goal. It wasn't even like he was driving towards a goal. It was just this guy got knocked to the ground. Then he gets up, but the guy's like, oh, da, ba, da, 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 da. And I was like, what could he possibly be saying that would be that exciting? That's the equivalent of, oh, my God, he hit a foul. It's a foul ball. It's a deep left. Oh, it's a foul. I, I don't know. How, why are you that excited? Is this yeah. just me? Have you noticed this? I love broadcasters like that. Are you kidding? I would love the few American broadcasters who are like that and wish more people were like it. That's why a lot of people watch the Spanish, even if they speak English, they'll watch the game in the Spanish channel just because it's more exciting. Because remember, like, you know, a couple World Cups ago when the whole goal, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yes. goal thing was so big. Like, that was just, you know, <laughs> such... <laughs> Our Spanish-speaking well, you know, audience is like, you stupid bastards. Goal! 
MSN, goal! <laughs> it's like that. And no so, wonder yeah, you couldn't you know, get people to translate great. the Spanish flyer, because they would talk and you would just hear abadabada. <laughs> oh, no, just use your abadabada. Abadabada. <laughs> my pamphlet. It Look, and it was a little more to Spanish translated. than abadabada. It was just translated. It's true. Oh, at least I'm not saying quiero every time. Yeah. Yeah. All that's right. uh but I don't know. I, I just that's it just struck me that it, they were I, I agree with you. I like having excited commentators. I just I don't know. It it's sort of it's sort of like the Bowie cried wolf, you know, if you hear them screaming every time, what are they gonna like what's their next What's the next gear? Like, what were you saying? <laughs> exactly. What's the next gear? Like, I think the guy just sort of flips out. Eventually, he's just going to snap and start doing that all the time. And he gets knocked out. Goal! It's like, we just got knocked over. Goal! You know, because that's his big thing, you know? Well, it's just the I nature of the beast. I mean, that match, you had 120 minutes of no no scoring action. So they've got to do something. I, I mean, true. you know, if you're watching a blade of grass picking event, then those commentators are going to have to be real animated to keep you involved because nothing happens. Except there, they're like, grow, grass, grow. That's what they have to do instead. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I've actually been upset at that. I was rooting for FIFA to do well this year because of my new affinity for the video game. But then, uh, like, all four quarterfinal matches were like 1-1, one, one, one zero, two one. They were the most boring things. I TiVo'd all of them. You know, I saved them to watch later, and I was like, God, I can't take this. Yep. They're just running around in midfield for a half well, hour. Penalty kicks no are action. so great. I mean, then you just skip ahead to penalty kicks. You watch the whole game in like four times speed, and then go to penalty kicks, which are the That's most exactly exciting things That's exactly what I ever. did. I yeah, was but... so disappointed by the end of the Italy-Germany game. I mean, it was pretty exciting, but I was so disappointed that it wasn't penalty kicks. They robbed me of penalty kicks like 90 seconds away. But you know what? Oh, that was a great ending, though. Kicks. But yeah, it was a great that. ending. It was phenomenal. I, I really like it. I knew they were going to score the second time, too, when they had that breakaway. It was, oh, it was hot. But see, I, I do hot. kind so of have a problem with the, with the penalty kick setup because I feel like if you're in a tournament that happens every four years, letting it, you know, you play to a scoreless tie and then you're going to resolve it with penalty kicks, you might as well just forget the rest of the game or screw the penalty kicks, you know, go all day. Who cares? It's in the 12th hour. They could barely move. I <laughs> the mean, person pushes the yeah, ball towards the goal. Be able to move. Then it's not be a goal. decided by like, you know, who hired a bionic person or, you know, who held out on their substitution until the third overtime or something. Like, but the penalty kick thing, it just seems so, I mean, it oh, just seems so, so separate from than the rest of the game. Seven hours. I don't know. Four times. <laughs> it's like the old school boxing. Years. It's like when they used to fight for 135 rounds and they just keep fighting until a man dropped dead. Yeah. That's exactly. what you want to see. You do that at Wimbledon. You want to return to barbarism. They, no more they, of these. Put on gloves. Yeah. I mean, kick the, the ball with your Greg foot. Buck, and where were the animals? Sword. Why were there no lions on the pitch? I really miss those. <laughs> you got to admit, those lions would improve some of these games. And he's running down the. Oh, the lions got him! Oh, that's a big blow for England. Dude. Oh, he's broke. God. Yeah, if you saw Barry Sanders out there, he would make that game a lot better. Oh, that'd ha, be great. Ha. I want real lions. True. Oh my God, Russ made a Greg and Story joke. It's amazing. I did. All right, so I'm just gonna crack this over your heads right now. You know nothing about what I'm about to say, but it is exciting. By the time that the public hears this podcast, not by the time we're actually saying this, so I'm previewing something, but if you're listening, it's already <laughs> happened, unless you're editing it, which is just you, Greg. Anyway, right. it's already happened. <laughs> go! go to the website oh, now. Believe it, the MEP report is officially going into... 
the merchandising business. We are going to have t-shirts, maybe hats, maybe hats. I don't know what? about that, but we're definitely getting t-shirts. What? A little, a little energy, a little what? excitement, a little surprise. Yeah. What? So we are. What are, uh, what are you talking we about? We are going to have. I'm talking about what's going to happen. This is I'm not a put you, on. I thought you guys would want to know. This is a put so on. This is not a put on. When you're walking down the streets of Brooklyn or L.A. in like five days, and everybody around you has a little emu head on their shirt, That's you know, right. you'll know what happened. You won't be the last to know. This is so. awesome. What? So there you go. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> it's going to happen. I'm setting it all up. It's, it's going to be good. It's going to be fine. I'll what? be up by the end of the week. We're going to have T-shirts. What? It's be good. <laughs> By Jordan Siegel's request. Jordan requests. This we is did. awesome. Okay. Is this true? Don't You're not making this up. Uh, this is seriously true. You're at, that we're actually going to no, have merchandise. Oh, this is absolutely true. Stack the Bible. Is Jeff not making these t-shirts for us? <laughs> oh, I, I'm actually trying to think of a t-shirt design specifically with a, like, CD <laughs> goes here hole for, for pasting it to your shirt. But, yeah. But we'll see what the designs That's come awesome. out. That's awesome. There will at least be a couple. Wow. So, yeah. And show number 37. be hot. MEP goes capitalist. Good. So we'll link them. There you go. So surprising. we'll link them from the front page. And, and yeah, awesome. It'll be exciting. Wow. It'll be good. That's freaking sweet. How far can we expand this merchandising? We could go to all number of things, I would think. Not just not just shirts and hats, but oh, eventually boxers. I'm looking into and, it, yeah. You know, Mugs. Mugs. Thongs. Yeah. Thongs. Definitely thongs. Lots of thongs. Swimwear. <laughs> I'll know we've arrived when we show Maybe. up at a beach and some woman is wearing an emu bikini. That's clearly at the point when we've we've made the big time. Dude, this this totally explains why I'm being accosted on our MySpace.com site by Sexy Monica. <laughs> she wants to be on the merchandising train. I just oh, got another man. email. As we've been rep reporting, I've rejected Sexy Monica, who's clearly who is the front this woman? door for a porn site, okay. trying to be our friend on MySpace.com, and I've rejected it like eight times, and it's like Sexy Monica. Naked Monica, pimp Monica. I'm like, no, it's the same Monica. Stop. Hot Monica. Look, maybe alone. she's just a fan of the show. I know. And uh, wants a little rust. Wants a little. And she just happens to do sexy porn. Rust. People it's who not do her porn are people too, right? Interest. Are they not? Are they not? They definitely are. They definitely are. They're human beings. We're all alive now. We're all gonna die by the time that those T-shirts come out. But uh, what? What? And I only say that not because the this t-shirts is a aren't coming year out plan? soon. What? No, not because the t-shirts aren't coming out soon, but because we have three signs of the apocalypse coming upon us. Oh, what's We have that? war in two the Holy Land. Sexy Monica. We have, uh, maybe it's just two. I had a third one, but I forgot it. Anyway, Great. mostly it's the war in the Holy Land and nuclear missiles for us. Okay. Nuclear missiles coming our way. Yeah. It's going to be great. You're safe, Greg. Russ and I, not so much. Russ, safer than me, but... Uh, really? Trouble. Are trouble you brewing. slightly closer to North Korea? Well, yeah, and I just because of the arc, you know, because the world's curved. You recognize stuff. that this is a little bit like... Oh, you mean the ballistics. <laughs> right, right. right. No, you realize no, this is a little bit less likely to happen uh, insofar as they failed on the firing. He's just like, fire it now, but we don't even have any fuel. Fire it! There's nothing on there. Fire yeah. it! There's Joe's in there. Fire off Joe! I don't care. It, like, I mean, it, like they, they actually it, failed, you know? <laughs> Plus, they just used fail. up half it's their true. stock of missiles, Although my didn't theory, they? to be honest with you, my theory is that the North Koreans are totally sandbagging. That they have, like, five to seven times the capability that they are testing or publicly talking about. And they're just waiting to be provoked enough and being like, okay, too bad you underestimated us. Now you're all going to die. I think it's actually the opposite. So, I think they probably have one working really? nuclear missile, which they all look at and they're like, wow, we've got a nuclear missile. What are we going to do with that? 
and then they you know fire off a bunch of conventional missiles to pretend. I think it's pretty unlikely that they have enough plutonium to make you know. Yeah, they've actually bronzed the nuclear missile. They keep that as a paperweight for Kim. He's like, no, this is too cool. We're not giving this up. Can we make another one? Uh, oh, on about well, seven hundred and fifty thousand half-life years. Okay, good. Well, then we're all good then. Yeah, he half-life years. I don't know. I was trying to make some. Oh, we're reference. sciencey guys. Yeah, it didn't really. We're work sciencey out. guys. Oh, indeed. I know. So, do you guys have any uh, comments Lord. on the other major news item of the day, which, which is, is uh, Ken Lay dying? Yeah, you know, I saw that and I was like, Yeah, it's suicide, I, folks. I just I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's obvious, but I yeah. mean, I, 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 you know, I just saw that story and I'm like, What do you do about that? You're just sort of like, Okay, so that happened. I mean, it's very hard to feel sorry for someone who did that much damage to that many people, but then, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just I don't know what to say. I I'm think just he's just being like, consistent. I mean, he was cowardly and deceptive in life, and now he's cowardly and deceptive in death. And <laughs> basically, he wanted to cement his legacy as somebody who had no interest whatsoever in helping anyone or owning up to anything that he ever did. So good job, Ken Lay. Enjoy the afterlife. Ladies and gentlemen, Russell Bitterness Guberman. That's Russell Bitterness Guberman. You can find him on a t-shirt. Sure, should I feel bad for him? Because he died in lieu of going to jail, which is obviously what he had coming to him. It depends on how much damage. Well, I, I guess. Remember it, that guy Tookie, who got executed here in California, who was like the gangbanger who'd killed the whole family, but then he spent the next thirty years trying to help you know kids avoid gangs and yeah. wrote children's books and did all that stuff. Yeah. So it's not like your life is over. I mean, you at least try to redeem yourself, man. Yeah, that's true. And I noticed that he was still executed anyway because he know, was still executed. Because that really yeah. brings all the gang back. You know, the, that brought all the people that he killed back right. the minute that he died. Oh wait. I don't know. You know, the thing about with Kenneth Lay, I guess the problem is, and that, that's the sort of emotional reaction to criminality that people have, which is, and in fact, this is something which we won't get into too much detail, I guess, but I've often thought this about the way that people react towards sex offenders, which is there is such an incredible extremity of emotion towards sex offenses. And you can understand, especially juvenile, sex offenders towards juveniles, and you can understand why that is, because they're powerless and everything else. But the reaction is so incredible, incredibly powerful that you start wondering a little bit about whether it's a little bit out of proportion. I mean, is someone who abuses a child as awful and terrible and horrendous as that is, is that person really worse than a genocidal maniac? Because I almost get the feeling that people act that way. Like they think that that's worse than someone who commits genocide. And I'm not sure that I under can go all that way down the line. I think there's a debate to be had there. There, there might be a debate to be had there. Um, I think a lot of people would say that that sort of act can be worse than killing someone. Maybe. I don't know. I, it, just, it just does seem As that... a utilitarian, I probably wouldn't say that, only because I think if anyone is ever able to recover from this, then that is better than having them dead. But, you know, I don't claim to be an expert on that issue. So I would just, from my removed position, I would say, yeah, but at least you're alive. You can recover. Human beings are pretty good at that. Yeah, you have to wonder about stuff. I don't know. But it makes you wonder when you look at somebody like Kenneth Lay and you see the sort of... I wonder how many people saw that and applauded, didn't know what to think, sort of were like, well, whatever. Whereas if you hear a mass murderer died, you know, you're like, oh, mass murderer died. Well, they deserved it. Whereas with somebody with white-collar crime, you could argue the white-collar criminal did just as much damage as somebody who killed somebody because of all the people that he affected badly. And yet I think people's reaction is not necessarily, well, he got what he deserved. It's just kind of like, a, oh, all right. Well, also because there aren't that many details out yet. I mean, we're just speculating that he, which seems obvious, that he decided to kill himself instead of going to jail. But there's still the possibility that you could feel bad for him because something was wrong with him and he just died. And he, you know, he intended to make the best out of everything, but then he just happened to die before going to prison. 
Well, that's what I was going to say. Would you feel bad for him, though? I mean, we've talked about before about feeling bad for people. Would you feel bad for him even if it turned out that he had died of natural causes? Would I feel bad for him? No, I don't feel bad for people I don't know that die unless they were no, extraordinary people Russ that I know feel about. Bad for I know. Anyone we had that discussion. I mean, Russ, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he just turns over and life into life and death into death. And it's really true. It's just lay, part of what happens. Lay down until you're dead. <laughs> until the break of scandal, you won't have any head. Hello, Kenneth, my old friend. Wow, oh, no. That's some good stuff. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Right hey, man. We're I don't know. have to record a full version of that at some point. I know, seriously. There you go. In a studio. Yeah, on the It'll CD. be on the CD that's on the shirt that we're merchandising. <laughs> we're <Exactly>. merchandising. <laughs> that we're merchandising. One free, un- unlistenable CD with every shirt. <laughs> no, I'm not promising that because we're actually going to be selling shirts in a week, and I don't want to <laughs> be misrepresenting oh our business. I'm then so you know what we're going to have to that. do? We're going to have to yeah. invent pen lasers that you can shoot at people's T-shirt <laughs> CDs that makes them play music out of the shirt. <laughs> like what? long distance. Uh, long like, distance you know, a CD player. player works with lasers, so we're just have to... It's like that... What's that game? It's like that laser tag. Uh, laser tag? It's like a busted it's like version of laser tag. Yeah, it's like laser tag. Instead of it saying, woo-woo, I got hit, it plays Lay Kenneth Lay. <laughs> You hit it and it goes, hello, my home back in Omaha. Oh, you hit me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Did you play laser tag (laughs) when you were a kid? What a great way to play laser tag that would be. I did. If you could, like, make sounds with it instead of of it just being, like, laser tag. Especially if they were particularly humiliating. When I played laser tag, it was always just lights. Right. And if you played, yeah, if it played sounds, if it started to be like, wah, wah, or like, the emu says no, that would be fantastic. It would be great. great. Or how about if you shot someone and their target would be like, I'm a slow idiot. I'm getting shot. I'm Elf. a human punching bag. <laughs> I lose. Elf needs I'm food loser, badly. Baby. I lose again. Wizard is about to die. Yeah. <laughs> be tremendous. Or you could do that. God. This is really limitless. How about I think we're going to resurrect this game. That's true. The, like, with if, our own if, trademark. If it started playing incredibly loud, overly loud music, so you hit it, it starts going... And then it would be Dance Dance Revolution meets Laser Tag. That would be fantastic. Laser Laser Tag Illusion. Tag Illusion. There we go. Be fantastic. I have to It's like an anime. Exact right idea. Yeah. No, you have to have two. Then it would be in pairs, and you'd have to have two people making the exact right motion so they don't hit each other. And then if they screw up, then they do hit each other, and it makes the bad noise. And the Japanese would be the ten. I'm I'm losing it. The Japanese (laughs) would be the ten-time world champions and would never have lost. One step too far. Super happy laser laser go dance revolution now. Exactly. I have Dance Dance Revolution, and let me tell you, It'll be a TV show. if I play Dance Dance Revolution on the small, on the sort of easy beginner level, I can get through that. The minute you, the, the so-called standard level wait, is wait, ridiculous. Wait, wait. Hold, hold up a second. Yes, I, yes. You did not, I've played it, I, I have it, you own Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah, I do. You, a renowned English professor in New York City, owns a pad that he puts on his floor, and he dances on it. To electronic. It really surprise you about Greg. It doesn't surprise me that much. I actually I just wanted to be clear about what we're talking about. I don't know whether to be offended or not by that claim story. <laughs> but not by choice. Do you really? Oh, not somebody by bought choice. you the still, Well, it's Fish's copy that I still haven't managed to sell because there's like a million untold story. on eBay. Come we on. Sold off of all, all the video people, you would not want. sell Dance Dance Revolution. This is a story we're talking about. The thing is, is that Dance Dance Revolution, if you actually ever danced like that, it would be really sad. <laughs> you cannot dance. Not, it's more not like, an instructional it's, tool. 
<laughs> yeah, it's more like, you know, robot, robot acrobatics. Like, it's just not, it's not good dancing. It's just sort of, it's for people who want to work out to crappy music, you know? It's not even good dance music. It's bad music. It's bad motions for dancing. It's sort of, you know, a lot of stomping on the ground. It's probably not very good for my back. <laughs> Guy goes, you would like, like it. it better if it had little pads so that when you wiggled your fingers back and forth in the air that you could hit little pads <laughs> with your fingers and you don't get credit for that part of it, which is your favorite part of the dancing. It's all feet movement. It's just getting, getting yeah. cheap out there. That's part of it. I mean, I'm not going to deny that, like, arm motions are key to dancing. But you're also, like, I mean, seriously, who dances within, like, that little square area and constantly does it by, like, stomping? It's all stomping. Well, it's like, haven't you heard of the waltzes? Yeah. Up arrow, right arrow, back arrow, up arrow, right arrow, back arrow, up arrow, right arrow, left arrow, left arrow, right arrow, yes. back arrow. Yeah. When I want to waltz, I put in my Sid Meier's Pirates game. And then I do the dance with the governor's daughter function, and that's all the walking that I need. That's right. You, you <laughs> can dance in Sid it's Meier's totally Pirates true. game. It's you true. can dance in Sid Meier's Pirates. It's great. It's very difficult. It's perhaps the most I've challenging part of the whole game. I've comprehended like 7% of this metaphor. <laughs> 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 it's true. We are blowing the breath of mind. They have everything. Strong seven percent. Pirates, laser tag combined with stomp face. They have like stomp face. That's what it is. Dance Dance Revolution is stomp face's game. You just have to replace the pad with someone's face. Hi, up arrow. I'll punch you. Back arrow. I'll punch you again. It's all a matter of perspective. He's not violence king. He just likes to dance on living beings. <laughs> Well, the thing about it is they have revolution By games stomping. for everything. They have uh, I, I have Dance Revolution and Karaoke Revolution. They also have Guitar Hero. Have you heard of this? Where you have this guitar and you have to press yeah, the right buttons in the right all. Guitar Hero. This is, is why I've actually played this game. Yep. Of EB games that I run past on the way to the sports games. <laughs> <laughs> guitar Hero is fun, man. I heard that, I've also heard rumors that they're going to do a Drum Hero. There's been rumors about that. The problem is, though, that drums require such actual coordination that it's not likely that people would be able to do well at it. Well, there is I've Donkey seen those Konga. In arcades. Donkey Konga yeah. exists. Oh, yeah, with the bongos. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You uh -huh. actually played bongos to do yeah. things. I, I have played that game. I have a friend who is a very high profile corporate lawyer who happens to own like every ridiculous xbox game with all he owns the guitar that you plug into the thing and the bongos and the dance dance revolution pad he's very silly <laughs> and also a corporate lawyer corporate at the lawyer. same time but then when he comes home he's like look this guitar game look you just hit the no you don't doesn't teach you how to play it's just like large plastic square buttons on the guitar but it looks cool look look at me yeah he sounds basically spanish is that true does he like soccer? No, he's Korean. Oh, that's that, fine. That doesn't work then. That actually explains What's part of take his take on all the uh, recent obsession history? with anime. And um, that's a good question because his dad was like some kind of South Korean general. So I would be interested to know what he thinks about what's going on. Huh? Yeah, you should give us he's a like full report. Up there. Our resident Map Report Korea expert will go live <laughs> to uh, <laughs> our Korean correspondent, Mr. Han. Little ditty for you. Hey, if you like the map report, please email us soon. You can do it at RussGregAndyStory at MapReport.com if you're not a fool. If you want to call us, it's 206-600-MAP-1. We have a MySpace site. 
too. If you come, you can see the emu. Oh, can I tell you guys a story? A quick story? Yeah. No, we hate stories. Alright, good. Story's not permitted. So, my mom called in during the show, which she should know better. She also... We had this discussion a while ago. When I was talking about how much I hated, <laughs> when I hated uh, blind internet dating and how useless it was, she's yes. like, "You should do eHarmony.com because that's not like blind dating. You take like a survey and they match you up with someone, right. and it's just way better than just a random site." I'm like, "No, this is horrible. They're just taking a bunch of random things, and there's no computer that can figure me out better than I can figure me out." And she's like, "Just do it. It's great. I know." These people who met someone and Linda met a guy named Joey. Joey's nice. You should do it. I'm like, all right, fine. So I did this yesterday. Wait, you were like, all right, fine? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Go back three spaces and don't collect $200. You were like, and all right, fine? fine? After fine, everything that no, no. we've gone wait, through with you? Wait, wait. Oh, Just my wait. God. With wait, the wait, internet there was dating. No money, no money, oh no money changed hands. There was no money changing hands. They advertise on television. How is there no yes, money? Yes, they do. I don't no, no, no. You. There can be money. You can pay for the service, but you can just take the survey for free and just, Is like, see... Is that how see... you get the pretty people? Isn't this, like, J-Date? Like get... <sighs> you have, like, send you the ugly flirts? people until you pay money and yeah. you get the pretty people. <laughs> exactly. You could send Here is Bertha. She is available for free. Or there's Candace, who will cost you $7,000. It's the up to you. You can pick either like one. Stuff plush dolls. Ooh, there's a discount on Susie <laughs> this week. You Sweet. You upgrade to live models. <laughs> No, I just was like, I would. I checked out the website, is what I mean by okay. And I started, I wanted to see what okay. the survey was that's supposed to be so genius that like, finds you somebody. So I spend no less than a half hour filling out this intricate survey. You know, do you like toast? How often do you eat toast? If your partner liked toast, would you butter their toast or would you butter your toast? Would you smash toast in your partner's face if they said they didn't <laughs> like your toast? Do you really, really like toast enough to stop eating other people's toast? Like, just forever. Thousands and thousands of toast-related Sadly, questions. Sadly, Russ had logged so, on to eToast.com. That was the problem that he wasted his time with. Right. Eat harmony. You're right. So I went through this whole thing. I typed in all this stuff, thoughtful answers, clicked a million clicks on what would you consider is your, you know, what it, which of these characteristics most suits you, which least suits you. And I would say I would most suited by generous, least suited by murderer, you know, those sorts of things. So <laughs> tough one. I go through the thing. Then they just referred you to J-Date, right? Right, yeah. exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. We're sorry, you're Please a J-Date. Yeah. And like, okay, so I finish up the thing. I click on find my matches because I want to see how far I can take the free portion of this service. And I get the following text on my screen. I'm going to read it to you because I have copied and pasted it because I thought it was so entertaining. Okay. Ready? Yes. See your shirt? Okay. eHarmony is based upon a complex matching system developed through extensive research with married couples. One of the requirements for successful matching is that participants fall within certain defined profiles. If we find that we will not be able to match a user using these profiles, we feel it is only fair to inform them early in the process. We are so convinced of the importance of creating compatible matches to help people establish happy, lasting relationships that we sometimes choose not to provide service rather than risk an uncertain match. Unfortunately, we are not able oh to make our profiles God. work for you. This did not Our happen. matching model could not accurately predict <laughs> with whom you would best be matched. <laughs> we hope you understand, and we regret our inability to provide service for you at this time. Move along. You lose at love. Thank <laughs> you. They move along at the end. You added move, move along. along. <laughs> Nothing to it's see here. I I don't believe <laughs> I, I don't believe that. You you're you're so I, Russ. 
You're you're telling me that I you're so strange. God. What did you answer on the toast thing? You're like, well, I really like toast, but what I like to do is smash it into the face of an emu. Well, yeah, how did you answer this I like question? Rub Madam, toast on my leg. Toasted bread <laughs> exactly. has surpassed my ability to really understand. Exactly. How can you take fire to bread? I eat my bread <laughs> untoasted, and I don't even know what toasting is. Dear madam, will you not entreat me with your presence and talk all this jibber jabber of toast jibber -jabber. and bread? Seriously, like, how, can Was you... Was jibber jabber really part of the parlance thing? But, like, Come seriously, how, Russ, how could you possibly... What questions could you have answered that broke their survey? <laughs> You're like, well, I really like it when computer guessing... monitors... Bleh. Like, how did... What did you say? I'm guessing when I said things like, I really value intelligence, that's basically when the system broke down. No, like, come on! Well, 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 what? what are we you don't doing have here? people that want that. This is the harmony. This is not intelligent people who want to meet you.com. Get the hell out. Now, it was great. Actually, I was very stunned, much like you guys at first. I was like, wait, it's just, it's not even going to do anything. That's it. They won't even let me into the site to see anybody. That's, I'm shut out. You're locking me out. But then I was like, you know what? This is actually the greatest thing I've ever seen because eHarmony justified what my entire life has been about, which is not easily being able to be categorized. And that's what it comes down to is like whatever I filled out in the thing was something they just didn't have as like ready-made profile so that they know that Toastman A matches Donut Woman B. <laughs> and, you know, that didn't apply to me. And so, therefore, eHarmony, it's a great for, you know, sheep mating. If you are a sheep, if you fall within very, very defined profiles of millions of other people, if you're exactly like everybody else, it can find someone for you. Russ, be careful, Otherwise, because I know of, I know of two listeners of ours, two regular <laughs> listeners, who are eHarmony users, and those two listeners have just shut off the vet reports. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! Take that, eHarmony! You fall within e the fine no, profile! That would be I can define better. your ass. Wow. I define also, you. You also, are simplistic. Can I just say something real quick? If you are a regular eHarmony user, isn't that a problem? No, no, not a regular eHarmony user, no regular but they've used it in the past. eHarmony user. That's true. They've used it in the past. Oh, that's right. Okay. Use it once, just, and that's I'm it, baby. Saying, that's right. That should that's be. It. That should be. Or maybe a couple times, but regular. Well, look. You know, you guys. Like, you know, quitting crack cocaine forty times. See, you guys are too young to remember quit. this, but I actually dated uh, back in the day when we didn't have these online personals in or eHarmony.com. We used to use newspapers, and I, on several occasions, uh, had a date with somebody based on a personal ad. In fact, I even had a girlfriend. Uh, based on that, which was a nightmarish, disastrous relationship that was that was the death of all and was apocalyptic in nature, and that came from a newspaper personal. So you know what? Extra, I, extra, read all about it. Lindbergh baby found. Greg <laughs> Wilson finds appropriate date. Here's 1937. That was pretty impressive. Stand by for an important message. How about World War Two? Message number one: Greg was not born until 1972. Thank you. Yeah, I almost felt like bringing out my barbershop quartet song about how New York sucks to explain <laughs> oh, that's good. the old days of dating with Greg. But, I mean, the but, point is that, that eHarmony was a much better, you know, I would rather have had the newspaper uh, turn to a page and have it say, we're sorry, the person you're about to date is going to be terrible and apocalyptic. <laughs> Please turn the page. We don't want to give you this person's number because it's just not going to work out. You, you just don't want this person, you know? And that's, I didn't oh, yeah, no, this is a happy I don't thing. Think they found the right match for Russ and just didn't show it to him. I don't think they did that. They said, if, <laughs> like, they said we could match him up. Found but... This person, but you've already dated them. Yeah, They're no. like, I'm sorry. Yeah. You've blown up three out of 19 of our servers. Please stop using this service. <laughs> How awesome we would that be? We cannot figure you, you got... out. 
Seriously, how awesome would that be if they gave you like an ex-girlfriend or something? That would be tremendous. I'm sure Russell that would be really awesome. Scary, that would be dude. an even better story. Well, can you go back yeah, in and name yourself like Russ One or something? At not that we've oh, ever sure. done this. And change it all. And then try to re- no, no, no. So, can you course... try to replicate the answers or try to just answer it again as if you hadn't done it the first time and see if well, it breaks it again? You know who wants to try to replicate the answers right now? He's someone else on this podcast. Because <laughs> I want to find out. Because Russ and I are so similar. Oh, that's I'm so true. curious now. That's true. Uh, except I can go on and start doing this, and then Emily gets home, and she's like, what? I was just about to say. <laughs> you'd have to explain this doing? a lot. Not the best I'm like, no, no, I can explain. See, Russ did this, and I want to... Uh, Oh no! This would be the worst thing ever. <laughs> that would be the worst oh, philandering husband in history. He's like telling his wife bad excuses for why he's going to openly philander. He's like, "No, I want to go buy some milk and talk to women about whether the expiration date on the milk should be three weeks back or two weeks back." So I'm going to be talking to lots of women at the supermarket, but don't be alarmed, okay? And I won't be back home either. Bye. That's not a smart husband. Well, no, that's the one. You guys have heard that. of these sites, right? These you um, say nothing. These online monitoring sites that do this for not only husbands and wives, but also for dating, where they'll say for dates, you know, they'll. they'll oh, I've heard if, about they, that. I forget yeah. what they call them, but there's a couple sites where they have. There's there's sort of like disasterdate.com or something where you'll have people who actually post information about this person that was terrible to sort of that was actually from the Boston them legal episode. from dating. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's where I first saw it too. That's right. And I was, uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah. that exact website was. Was made up by Boston. Oh, was that but it? The, the thing was on TV. Sound. The idea is sound. Yeah. It actually was. There is a, There is actually a date website that does that, but I don't think it, it wasn't called that specifically. Oh, but yeah. yeah. No, they wouldn't. So. Have, no one on Boston Legal is creative enough to come up with anything but a name. They they just recycle life. I mean, they do it in a very entertaining way. Right. I'm not against Boston Legal. Ripped from the headlines, yeah. It's, it's, it's real. But anyway. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, so. I can't, I just don't understand how any any service like eHarmony, which advertises, I, I, I don't think it's possible to advertise more than eHarmony advertises, like, on a daily basis. And I can't With believe. With that guy, the founder, who looks like Mr. Seen? Furley. Yeah, exactly. Bonage. Woohoo! Woohoo! Oh, that's true. They do. They do advertise a lot. <laughs> that's true. They do. But no. But seriously, like I, I can't imagine. People do stupid things. Couldn't they, like with their money, the develop yeah. a service that would make it impossible to have their template break? I just don't. I don't see how Russ is that. I mean, Russ, you're an unusual no, but guy. Really, but I mean, this makes them very earnest. You're a this combination. Very earnest. I'm actually really proud of them. worker and the Dalai Lama. up that. You know, like I don't. It's understand. true. They're refusing my you're business. Not, well, you're it's not a true. cookie cutter. Because I true. think, I mean, let's let's break it down, okay? Imagine that the Map Report tries to create a dating website. What's the first assumption we start with? All kidding aside, it's that people are stupid, okay? People don't know what they want. People can't see around what they're doing, and they vote for George Bush. Like people are dumb, okay? So you <laughs> except start for out our listeners, that. and we what's love an you. easy way to make money off of people who are dumb? You make T-shirts with email. No, you make a personal <laughs> website. That absolutely. Oh gosh. No, you make a personal website that matches up dumb people with other dumb people who will make them happy. And a lot of people are cookie cutters. How many times have you met someone, had a five minute conversation with them, and known everything about their life that you could possibly know? That's every day, every, every time I how, talk to people, although to be 99 exactly. out of 100 people that I speak to yes. are like That's that. That's what I'm saying. To be fair, though. Exactly. And you talk to people for a living. To be fair, though, yes, I do. they're cookies, so not cookie In cutters. Fact. If they were cookie cutters, they'd be the ones doing the making, I think, right? 
The cookies well, they do eventually. If they get together, <laughs> okay. they only become cookie cutters after going to eHarmony. Oh, I but, get it. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, start out as cookies. <laughs> the genetic cookie cutters. That's clever. That's clever. Exactly. But, so, yeah. So, we would do the same thing. And... If we were good people, i.e., you know, the 2% who are above that, we would want to save ourselves and other like-minded people who are down on their luck from, you know, getting susceptible into the cookie-cutter world. So we would do this. I think it's totally reasonable. I have a lot of respect for the site now, Well, and I want to try to break it, too. I know, to try to see what's happening. <laughs> well, the funny thing is about that, that there are other – if you look at dating services that are sort of oriented towards niche markets, I think JDate fits that description. My, Did you guys know that my parents actually met through Mensa? Which is the super the society for super smart people, and then they prompt. Do they do dating services? Well, no, but it's, they have no, personal but it's, ads and like the newsletter. No, but it's kind of like a social. Are they thing. have meetings? It, yeah, they have meetings. Yes, and okay. that's what I was going to say was my parents met and then promptly left Mensa because they were like, all these people do is talk about how smart they are. So they're just like, goodbye. We're not. We're not going to stay there. We're we're leaving now. But. The point is that they, they had to do that because it was sort of like-minded people, I guess, was the way they looked at it. But those people were so like-minded that it was sort of claustrophobic because they were arrogant and all talked about how, how smart they were. So my point is that clearly there are As groups that are out there. As opposed to talking about how everyone else is stupid. That's, those are very different things. Please note that was Story Clayton who made that comment, <laughs> not Greg Wilson. That was not oh, my oh, comment. M- myself, I went on a rant about a month ago on the MEP report about how people are stupid. I distinctly remember just going for 15 minutes about how retarded people are in general. So that's fine. I'll take that guff as well. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll take credit. I guess, but I guess the point is there's, there's got to be groups for everybody, including including for you, Russ. You just haven't found the right you know organization that does dating for people like you yet. There's got to be like a Guberman dating I'm service. I'm going to say, I really, yeah, with all people who are related to me, that would be a big disaster. <laughs> you were named Guberman with two O's, which means you're all related to each other and are usually not the same age unless you're all from Russ's parents' generation. Yeah. So I don't think that this exists. I don't really think that anyone short of someone who's known me my whole life would be able to accurately pick out someone that I would be really compatible with. Unless they were just like, we're going to shoot for the top, like, you know, the absolute best quality, most intelligent, good-looking, attractive, kind. you know, if you picked out, like, all of the Did best you qualities, obviously, I would go for them. Quality? <laughs> I think we're yes. starting to see some of the original problems. A woman brain of A. highest quality. <laughs> a woman of Bring the... me a woman of finest silk. <laughs> Give me the best quality ingredients. The fruit plucked from the South American desert. The... Finest threads from the finest times. Oh, take second quality. You see how the seams line up on this table? A woman like that. <laughs> fine craftsmanship. Exactly. I was actually thinking yes. of it in the other Upbringing. way. Because best quality, Well-rounded. that's pretty much the way that you describe every generic food product that you find at like a stop and shop or something every, right? You go to a store and it's like, you could get Apple and Eve apple juice or you could get best quality apple juice you know and it's the one that's like the generic brand oh, yeah, it's like safeway brand and it's like 400 yeah, percent less expensive yeah. than normal <laughs> so it's like i could get the best quality woman it's like generic woman she doesn't even have a name like she just comes out Where and she looks kind of quality fine. is spelled oh, k-w-a-l-i-t-e-e <laughs> exactly. compare the ingredients Not the best quality of this woman in the right place the best quality woman has the same ingredients as you know as uh kira knightley she's got the same kind of you know qualifications as plus vitamin uh, d you know. <laughs> Tell me I have to come up with some kind of unique corporate logo for the woman that I'm looking for. Please bring me an Omega woman. Omega woman. They're the best type of women. (laughs) TM.
I think the key is that you're, no. it's just going to have to happen, and it's probably going to happen when you least expect it. You know, you're going to be, you know, walking around, and all of a sudden, some woman's going to like trip no, that, and fall. No, I always don't expect and, it. E-Harmony has convinced me that I shouldn't expect it, and in addition to the experiences that I've had, that I've, you know, told to you guys. Right. So I never expect it. That means it should happen right now, because I'm not expecting it at all. Right now. I'm just sitting in my apartment doing the MEP report. Right now. Russ, why would I meet anybody right now? To to <laughs> no! <laughs> sexy Monica says, hey, Russ. <laughs> oh, it's been Sexy Monica all along. The only profile she had was a front to a porn site, but it's really some... Very nice, well-rounded, best-quality girl. That actually, that story that I told you about the disastrous apocalyptic girlfriend scenario, did I tell you that later on, I think about two years later, I was browsing through the newspaper, having abandoned newspaper personals after this experience, but I happened to have gotten this newspaper, and I saw the ad that was identical to the ad that I had originally answered. So clearly she was back out on the prowl. And I was so tempted to like take out an ad uh, next to it and say, all those abandoned hope, all ye who read this ad, don't 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 go this way, please. I have gone through this darkness and it was terrible. Please do not join me in this in this struggle. Because I knew what they were gonna get and it was not gonna be good. In what way was it not good? Oh, it was just what was not good about nightmarish, it? terrible, awful. And specifically uh, it was uh Abusive. She was North Korea. Awful and, okay, we've heard about yes, she, she, yes, she was the Kim Jong Il of women. That's what I would say. So she liked to test fire breakups while you guys were just hanging out, having fun. More or less, that's a good way to put it. Yes, I would say so. Okay. I felt like I was nuked on several occasions. I think that would be a good way to put it. Yes, absolutely. Nice. All right then. Yes, she was terrible. Or not, she was terrible. But the relationship was terrible. It's just bad. So yeah. No, Greg with magnanimity number thirty-seven <laughs> for thirty-seven. He almost got out of that one. Now. He's like, no, she wasn't terrible. No, no, it was just something. The air around us made her terrible in a relationship setting. But I'm sure she makes a very nice doorstop. <laughs> I, I no. can't believe I said anything bad about it. I mean, okay, look, I I don't like this person, but truthfully, see, most of the time, the reason I resist being down on, being really negative about people in general is that. I think it's so difficult to be able to view entirely from their perspective. I mean, clearly, I make judgments about people all the time. I think George W. Bush is a war criminal, for example. I think that's a fair judgment, but that's based on the facts that are before me, not my sort of assumption of his character. I think that the problem is that... Yeah, it's not like you were in a relationship for a few months with George Bush that you could make those kind of statements. Uh, uh, well, okay, fine. But the point is, right. I guess, you know, I guess the point <laughs> is that it, it, it takes two to tango, and a relationship that's bad is probably not all the other person fault all the time so that's i'm trying to be sort of you know balanced about the whole thing you just have a much more keen personal sense of what george bush is as a man than the person you spent all the, all of your time with for a certain number of months well no she wasn't a war criminal who you can't clearly wasn't comment. a war criminal you can't who would comment with that? intelligently about okay you would disagree with that well Okay, she she was a bitch, okay? But she wasn't a war criminal. <laughs> oh, that's but fine. But not I'm a bad bitch. That... You know, the kind of bitch that you don't want to say anything bad about afterwards. I, I, yeah. Not good in relationship. Like Lassie. You guys Who know how I... anything bad about Lassie? No. What? Oh, right. Yes, got it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, but truthfully, like, this is why when... I'm with it. I'm down. This is why you guys often have to play the bad cop on the show, because, like, when you're attacking Jeff, I, I feel bad for Jeff. I don't like attacking people. People are people, you know? We're all... We're all built from the same material. And we Jeff all... will have inspired a t-shirt shortly. That's right. That's hardly bad. Yeah. That's tribute. Yeah, well, that's tribute, Just man. because 98% of people are sheep, then that doesn't mean that they're bad sheep or that we should shear them for wool. It just means that they're different in an inferior kind of way, but just different. I think this is a. I think you've established an analogy that I can't really follow all the way. Um, I'm just going to say. 
I'm just going to assert. No! <laughs> Hey, you know, it actually reminds me. It, it actually reminds me. It, you missed my pun. Is, is, I said fall. It actually reminds fall. me. Oh, that's good. Yes. No, that's I pretty like good. That. Is Art Garfunkel. Do you think he's single? Is he single? I wonder if he's gone I'm through. I'm sure someone married him for his money. I just wonder if he's gone through reharmony. <laughs> I just wonder if he's gone through reharmony. I was wondering if that was the kind of thing that could happen. Like, uh, do you think any celebrities use eHarmony? Do celebrities ever use some God, something, no. some kind of service like that? Why no. would they do that? Are you kidding? They were weird. Why? Are you out of your mind? Maybe they've got a kind of a, God. They're weird. I don't know. Who knows? Celebrities are weird. They can be weird. Yeah, but they're weird yeah. in their very the, small subculture of eccentricity. They're not weird amongst the masses, amongst the sheep. Hmm. The they one thing that no celebrity ever worries about is dating. I really think that that's perhaps the only thing that a celebrity doesn't have to worry about. Not that their dating lives are always easy, but that they will lack people who are willing to date them, which is what those sites are about. You know, yep. Or lack the ability to find those people. Because really they can walk out on the street but that, but, and find a wide array of people but who are willing to date them. But that's them. easier said than done. Like if you walk out onto a street and you're like, hi, I'm George Clooney. You're a hot woman. Do you want to date me? I mean, like, how does that? Is that just all you do? You just say I'm I'm George Clooney. He doesn't need to do that. Must be a very arduous process. He can go wherever George Clooney goes, and there will be attractive women. Right. I'm there, asking which where are the is reasons that? that George Clooney goes to these places. But where is that? Is what I'm asking. But we're not supposed to know these things. Well, you live in L.A. That's where is the it? whole point. He goes to certain places where other people don't have access to, can't get in, aren't famous or rich enough to get access to. Where the attractive women go, and where the ratios are good. And this is why people want to be George Clooney. I mean, the money's great, but really it's all just a sort of a way to attract the best quality of Omega <laughs> women. The finest <laughs> crop. Yeah. I see. So so George Clooney has secretive point. access to these clubs and things. He's basically got an elaborate skull and bones club network that he can go to at any time to get women. That's what you're saying. Yeah, they're called VIP rooms of places. Oh. And yeah, but that's just casual encounters. Normal places. That's just casual encounters. And second levels of clubs where people go to the first level. Yeah, but that's that's just casual encounters. I mean, how do they have like these sort of – where do you go to the – if you want to have a real meaningful relationship, you, it's hard to go to the VIP room of the meaningful relationship club, The right? average celebrity marriage lasts like six and a half weeks. Well, that's what do I'm saying. They have any some celebrities want to have – there's some celebrities I who mean, have – I they don't. Look at Tim Robbins so. and Susan Sarandon. They've, had, they've been married for what, 15 years, something like that? That's true. That's true. They're cool. But they're also cool I, celebrities, I you but that. you know. I will bow to that. They are cool. That's true. They're above it all. But yeah, in general, yeah, I don't think they really I don't think they really want that. I don't think they really, you know, committed. I think, you know, they flirt with the idea of marriage, it sounds kinda of fun. Six weeks later they're like, Ooh, I don't I don't know about that. It would be funny if somebody like Britney Spears they, you know, ends up having a long term marriage, wouldn't it? If it turns out, you know, and they're such a loving couple because you certainly wouldn't think that's likely based upon experience thus far. I think if she's eHarmony.com, she probably could. How do you know that's, that she wasn't maybe the Maybe that's what they're missing out no, on. No, that's who they matched you up with. I think that they don't. <laughs> like, that's true. Your they one possibility is Britney Spears, Russ. Sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the whole problem, is that they don't understand that they're really cookie-cutter people. But since people love them and adore them so much, they, they think they're something else. And so 
they look for qualities that they themselves would not appreciate. Boy, that's the truth, too. That's it. That's the answer. I don't understand the obsession with celebrities in our society. I know that it's been there for a long time because you, you, know, you want to be them because they're celebrities. But if you think of how completely ordinary a lot of these celebrities are, it's one thing if somebody's like super eccentric and you're like, wow, they're really eccentric and that's why I like them. But a lot of times you're like, what is special about Britney Spears who's not overly attractive and doesn't have a great voice and can't dance very well? What, what is the big she, deal? I she think they're overlooking the quit. physical. Yeah, the physical. <laughs> but that's not. Attraction she's not that attractive. There's, there's a million women really, more attractive than she is. The universal. She's the hardest working ass in show business. Yeah, <laughs> the universal thing, though, with a lot of celebrities. I mean, not universal. You can't say universal. But celebrities are attractive, and that's really like I remember when I first it first occurred to me. It was actually much more recently than it should have been. But it first occurred to me that all the people who were in acting were attractive, you know, or were considered <laughs> Steve attractive. Buscemi. Like, Steve Buscemi. I mean, this probably occurred Steve to me Buscemi. like two years ago. That well, I really thing, realized though, that you can only be whatever. Is yeah. that, yeah, rarely these guys get touted as amazing actors because they had to be so talented to overcompensate for the fact that they weren't attractive. People like Paul Giamatti. Jack Black. They get so much praise because they had to be Kathy the Bates. best actors or the most entertaining people in the world to overcome the fact that they were, you know, not as attractive as the average actor. What about Jack Black? I mean, there you go. Jack Black, absolutely ridiculously talented comedian and musician and improv improvisationalist. Okay, so, like no so question like about him. it. What about what's yeah, his face? The guy, say. Chris Farley. Chris Farley, extraordinarily talented comedian and improvisationalist. Oh. He wasn't the best actor in the world, but that he was a stand-up comedian. Okay, here we go. Horatio Sands, perhaps the worst. Horatio Sands, obviously brought into the celebrity world because Chris Farley died, and they needed a fat <laughs> man to replace him. I was going to say, eventually this is going to run and out. And it was already a, there was a template. That was an eHarmony match between SNL and Horatio Sands. They're like, we know what you want. You want a funny fat guy, have Horatio Sands. And then SNL said, we're very happy with this. Thank you, eHarmony. Thank you, Mr. Furley. We like having a guy who can never keep a straight face during any skit, so he's always laughing and breaking out of character, because that's super professional. That's right, why we like exactly. Horatio Sands. And I mean, look, not everyone is a celebrity because they're a good actor. Some people are celebrities because they're mass murderers, and in that case, they don't need to be attractive to do that. But I think, for the most part, people in TV and film, I think this holds up pretty well. And politics now. Not in the nah, less, less so. Uh, there are some ugly, ugly politicians. That's true. Yeah, but they're all of that generation. They didn't make their break in the last 20 years. They made their break like hmm. 37 years ago, and That's they're still holding on to their power. It's coming, dude. It's coming. It's already A here. nation based on attractiveness <laughs> is coming? That's what you're saying? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, then who's going to win in a battle between somebody like John McCain and Hillary Clinton, neither of whom are who you would call attractive people? Well, John McCain will never, ever get the Republican nomination, and Hillary Clinton... I mean, that's the other thing. We're going to do one or the other. We're going to do attractiveness, or we're going to do Clinton's and Bush's rule forever. <laughs> alternating heredity. So we need a battle between George other. Clooney and, then, I mean, and personally, like... That's why it's probably the political more system kryptonite is Bush that half-Hispanic Bush, who's like the young, hot Bush that everybody loves, you know he's going to be young, president in like 16 years or so. Do you know that guy? who I forget his name. He's in, He was campaigning with both Jeb and George. He's like George's nephew. He's another George Bush. What? His name is also George Bush, but he's like half-Hispanic. He's like, he the like the Latin Jeb George Bush. No, there's not another like George Bush. Son, Are you kidding me? There's another yeah. George Bush. You're, you're kidding no, me. No, it's Jeb's, it's Jeb's son because oh Jeb God. has a Hispanic wife, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so, so he's yeah, very totally attractive, popular, and they're absolutely grooming him for you know the next Bush guy. Oh, but he it'll be him versus more. Chelsea, and yeah. you know whenever uh, they're thirty-five. Well, I'd rather. <laughs> that be an easy vote. I'm totally serious. <laughs> yep. Easy vote for me. We're gonna yep. have heredity. Oh man. Yep. That's that's distressing. So the only yep. options we have are like George true. Clooney or a repeat of the dynasties. It's either dynasty or it's the actors on dynasty. That's basically what it is. Well, no, it would be John Edwards. I mean, they'd have to be people in the political venue a little bit. It'll be like John Edwards versus Arnold Schwarzenegger or something, something like that. I mean, they have a theory that since TV, the more attractive, the more physically attractive candidate has won every single race. And I'm not sure. May, well, wait a yep. minute. Maybe Bush first Dukakis. major. I don't know. First major Bush TV Dukakis. debate: Richard Nixon versus John F. Kennedy. When they right. were running and even, then they then. televised yeah. the debate, and John F. Kennedy but won. But that's the that's the problem with that. Right. And Reagan like versus Jimmy Carter. Carter. That's how Jimmy Carter can beat Ford. How did Reagan? Jimmy beat Carter? Carter can beat Ford, but then Reagan can beat. Reagan was an actor. He wasn't better looking than okay? Carter. Okay, he was aging. <laughs> he was, but an, he was aging. an actor. People paid. It's like an old shoe. At his face on the screen, he didn't say anything. <laughs> it's like an old shoe. They, they paid. That's not best quality no, and you're president. You're also thinking of Reagan, circa '88. 88 rather than what, circa he was a, 80 he was when he an broke Adonis in. He was a lot younger when he started. I'm just saying, he was a lot younger. No, this is exactly how Carter beats Ford, because Ford was like, you know, watching an egg talk. And then you have, you know, Reagan beats Carter, because he was an actor. What about Bush and, Dukakis? you know, Carter, attractive guy, but not... But no actor. Yeah, yeah Bush then, Dukakis is the one... What about Bush the Gore? The fly in the ointment, was Bush Gore Was Bush that much one more attractive than Gore? Ointment. Oh, come on. George Bush the Younger is so much hotter than Gore. <laughs> Are you out okay, of your Okay, this mind? is really disturbing. I gotta go. <laughs> true. No, this is what we talked about. They did polls. This isn't like me saying this in my opinion. They did polls on like of women voters of attractiveness and trustworthiness and all of these like attraction factors, and it was like eighty twenty. Bush kicked Gore's rear. Story. On that, on, on Please tell me that you're gonna put Absolute on the back of one of our shirts the slogan. Down. One out of four MEP reporters believes that George Bush is hotter than Al Gore. Please tell me that's going to show up on a shirt. I mean, it's just true. It's just, it's just true. true. I'm just oh, of saying. course, just true. Also, I mean, and charisma. Forget charisma. I mean, charisma makes it factors of 95. It's just a slam dunk. And so then yeah, they, instead of true. John Edwards, they put up Jim. Uh, they put up John Kerry. If they put John Edwards on the ballot, they might have had a chance. Yeah, God, that's true. Close. How did it not occur to them that putting up frickin' oh god, what was that Munster? What's the head of the Munsters? Yeah. Herman Munster. No, that's all. Herman Munster. His name is Herman Munster. Herman Munster. <laughs> from Massachusetts. As the, the junior senator from The head of the Munsters. Not gonna work out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the head of you the know, Munsters. You know the head guy, Frankenstein. That's funny. Herman Munster, the guy who was in yeah. My Cousin yeah. Vinny. Herman Munster. Herman he Munster. plays the piano. Yeah. Okay. But see, the the other thing you're missing though is that if this were true, you'd have to think of making it more somewhat complicated because Al Gore's daughters were extremely attractive. So if you wanted to see more of the Gore daughters, you wanted no, to vote for him. No, but it doesn't. No, more attractive it's the big, than the Bush big daughters. Ticket. No, it's the big, oh, ticket. big ticket. It's the big ticket. That's all that matters. Number one, number one, face on the ballot. It's been true all along. Yeah, older Bush Dukakis is the only thing. But Dukakis is weird looking. He's kind of fugly, i got to say. He's weird. <laughs> Be nice to Mike Dukakis. So, I you know, he came up. to speak to one of my true. classes at Brandeis. We had Dukakis lecture really? us in uh, one of my politics classes. Yeah, it was Mark Roosevelt's class. Who was? Uh, he's the grandson of Teddy. He ran for governor, and so he and Dukakis were old buddies. And uh, poor Dukakis, he had gotten so humiliated after he lost that election that the next Democratic president, who I guess was Clinton, appointed him to be, like, head of trains for some totally <laughs> meaningless position that... <laughs> 
She's like, all right, you're the ambassador to trains. You're the chief be... of crop rotation. We haven't rotated crops in 80 years. Well, God bless it. him. Get it back. Bring it back. God bless Dukakis. He worked his ass off for the next 15 years trying to improve Amtrak for, like, in this country <laughs> because that's the job oh, they gave God. him. And that's what he spoke Poor to us guy. about. He spoke to us about Amtrak. Well, we're getting trains running. They're going to run on time. Yeah, we're, we're going to be more on time. <laughs> Just in time go to for Philadelphia. $5 less. I worked my whole life for a $5 discount at Amtrak. Thank you, Bill Clinton. Tried to become Mussolini in 2002. Exactly. Just seven Fantastic. years too late. Oh, well. Well, gentlemen, despite the excitement of trains and attra personal attractiveness, we have come to the end of another hour. So we want to remind everybody that uh, not only should you please go vote for us in Podcast Pickle in Cast Wars, which is going to be really Cast awesome, Wars. but also be looking We're on our website for merchandise. We win. Merchandise, which Story just announced. Merchandising, yeah. merchandising. Wear your map. Map report you the lunchbox. Like map report the breakfast cereal. Map report the flamethrower. <laughs> the kids love this one. At last but not also least, email map us. report the emu. That's right. And tell Matt. us who you would think would win a three-way presidential election between Greg, Russ, and myself. Ooh, check that Goodnight, out. Good night, everybody. Wow. That's our show. <laughs> Hardcore. And with that, say goodbye, everybody. And there's only uh, one friend. And vote Greg. And you know what it is. All oh, right. bam. Don't look oh. at the pictures on the site. Friendster.com. Friendster.com. And boom. Okay. And boom. The proceeding was a presentation of the MEP Report, hosted at www.mepreport.com. All rights reserved. In no way should any part of this show be construed as an invitation to buy, sell, or trade flightless birds, or reassemble Voltron, or at least not the stupid one of the cars. Please support the MEP Report by voting for the show at www.vitalpodcast.com, adding the show to your list of favorites at podcastpickle.com, and clicking on the Vote for MEP link on the MEP Report homepage to vote for us at podcastalley.com. Email us at Greg, Russ, Story, or Andy at MEPReport.com, and call us and leave a voicemail or a fax at 206-600-MEP1. That's 206-600-6371. And finally, please join the fight to stop the senseless farming of emu plants. It's immoral, it's unethical, and frankly, it's just a little bit gross. Into my just another day away.